0: Morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, this is live. Think of like the dumbest. Cave troll let you know. You looked right at me when you said that.
0: You're not the dumbest. Good news, everyone. Here are the facts as I see them. It is January 15th. This is a uh, Turn three of the race that is the bandit radio hour. That I hope we that we Make
1: coming. it farther than Earnhardt. Yep.
0: Uh that was a nice little digital little feng shui that uh Merce did with the advertising there. I liked it. I can't do shit like that, but he can. Uh welcome, everybody. Bandit Radio Hour. We're back, baby. And, like we missed a lot.
1: <laughs> We've life life happens.
0: Dude, we have and and this was something Merce told me when we started this. He's like, This is your second job. Like, if you really want to do this and and Oh, hang on. First of all, I'm gonna do what I want when it comes to this. But if I want this to be like somewhat successful, I need to treat it seriously. And I was like, I'm gonna do that. And then the past month and a half happened, and I was like, oh shit. I have to take actual life much more seriously than I was. This this takes a pause, but uh we're back. We're recording. Well then we were both super
1: sick. And then why it's just been a holidays, Christmas, but Season 3,
0: 2023. We are here. Yeah, it is the new year. Yeah, well, the last time we recorded was right before Christmas, right?
1: Somewhat. It's all a blur. It was, yeah,
0: it was something like it that. It's all
1: a dead in-debt blur. Yeah.
0: So what'd you do for New Year's? Were you sick again? More sickness? Getting down with it?
1: Uh, I don't think I did anything. No? No, I think I fell as- I remember I fell asleep. And then I I woke up like ten minutes before the thing, and I was like, "I'm old. I had plans to go like have a big light to a fire and different things." And I I made the mistake of sitting Uh, on the couch at like nine o'clock.
0: You don't even have kids.
1: No, (laughs) I I was was, like I was like upset with myself. I was like,
0: "I'm not drinking. I'm not. not having fun. Join merriment."
1: Yeah, so I just like, and then it was like I was forced myself to stay awake to like midnight. I fell asleep right on the couch, and I was like, "Midnight, woo! All right, bed."
0: Yeah, uh, me and my kids, I had my son down, and him, me and my daughter, we had a blast. It was like from from right after Christmas through New Year's, uh, and we went to my brother's house who lives on like 10 acres uh, surrounded by an orange grove, uh, and he had a a fire out there, the best kind of fire, hurricane debris, uh, left over from... Free fire. Yeah, (laughs) free fire. No, no payment needed. Just need a tractor to keep it pushed up. Uh, when we went out there, shot fireworks and stuff, you know, like the last time it seemed like I vividly remember them two or three new years ago. Like when I would light fireworks, like my daughter would like scream and cry and run behind a truck and go, daddy, I don't like this. I'm not having fun. And my son would be like, "I." I like it. I'm just hiding behind the truck because I find it pleasant behind here. <laughs> I'm a man. Uh, but no, now they are like, dad, give me, dad, give me your cigarette so I can go light that fuse. Here you go. <laughs> and, uh, Proud father moment. Yep. Yep. It's a portable ladder. You don't have to flick. It's just, yeah, bad parenting, but oh well, we had fun shooting. Uh... I burned
1: myself with a blowtorch at about <laughs> that age.
0: So. Hey, so get this before uh, we, we had some good new year memories. Uh, but, My best one I wasn't a part of, but I got to witness it thanks to the the glory of the digital video capturing uh, devices that are in our cell phones. So my brother, Chris bought a bunch of fireworks and him and my brother, Matt, and my brother Matt has his own family and kids. uh, They were both at the house and he's got like a a three-year-old and a baby and maybe a four-year-old and the... the four-year-old little girl tells my brother, like, Uncle Chris, I heard you bought fireworks. I want fireworks. And Uncle Chris goes, well, all right, you come pick them out. I'll give, I'll give y'all a firework. You know, not letting Daddy know about this. Anyways, as
1: here is a military-grade mortar.
0: <laughs> well, here's something called a moon rocket, <laughs> which, I don't know, terms vary by region. But what we call a moon rocket is like a souped-up bottle rocket. Like like it's it can, the missile end could be like almost as big around as
1: my wrist. Like and, a baby's arm holding an apple?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched a little bit of Austin Powers. It was great. Uh, good comedy. But no, so uh, he, give, he gives them that, and they go back home. And my brother Matt, while we're all sitting around the campfire later at Chris's that night, goes, uh, hey, I'm going to take a video of us shooting the, the firework you gave my daughter, and it's going to go off. And he's starting it, and, like, they're all sitting down. But let me try to paint the scene. He's got, like, a garage. He kind of lives in a neighborhood in the suburbs. He's got a garage. He's got a front lawn. And I can't tell if he has, like, a tube holding the rocket or if he's just kind of stabbed it in the dirt a little bit. I don't know. Whichever way.
1: Laissez-faire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's an economic term, but it can roll right here. But uh, he sits down while he's recording, and you see the rocket go, and not go anywhere. Like, like I mean, a mountain of sparks coming off the damn thing. And God bless him and his reaction. He goes, "Whoop, well, time to go, kids!" And scoops up both of them. Turns his back to it. It looks just like an action movie. Rocket never took off. Rocket's been stuck in the ground the whole time, just with a, looking like a Harley Davidson with something going wrong, just coming out the bottom of it. And it finally explodes and goes big, and I'm like, of all the fireworks that Chris could have given you, <laughs> he gives you the one that explodes the biggest and doesn't take off anywhere.
1: <laughs> the Go, one that could have killed you. Yes,
0: yes, and your small children. Have a Happy New Year, everybody. Solid
1: Uncle Award. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, we... Me and my two kids hung out there, played with the fire, uh, hung out with uh, a couple of our cousins and, and my brother. Uh, had fun. 11 o'clock, them kids were winded. They are like, we're going home. All right, I'm tired too. Time to go home. We got home. I got them bathed and everything. Uh, and by the time they got cleaned up, got their pajamas on, it was like 11.45. And I, they're, my son, who is over it, he don't care no more about New Year's. He wants to go to bed. He's tired. My daughter... Wants to see the ball drop on TV. And I go, guys, if we stay up. Mark, if you can manage another 15 minutes, dude. We we got this. And you make it past New Year's, go straight to sleep. He goes, okay. So I, I get my Roku remote, and I'm trying to punch in. I'm trying to find a live feed of the ball dropping. It's taking longer than I anticipated. Internet's acting screwy. And uh, my son goes, well, Dad, what time is it right now? And I check my phone. I go, oh, it's 11.58. And we talk like, for 10 seconds. can't remember about what. And uh, he goes, what time is it right now? I go, it's 11... Well, it's 11.59. And uh, he goes, how many seconds do you think until midnight? I'm like, there, I'm looking at my phone that doesn't have a right. second. It uh, doesn't have a second. hand. I'm like, there's really no way of knowing. I was like, maybe, like, 20. And my son on cue is just like, 19, 18, 17. <laughs> Lily joins in. 15, 14. And I'm like, Gu- guys, it could still be, like, 45 seconds away. We have no idea of knowing. And... Sure shit. Right when they hit one, it flips over to twelve, and we all scream "Happy New Year!" And I'm like, "That's that's solid going in the bank of of awesome memories." Now get y'all's little asses to bed. Daddy is tired. Daddy wants to play a little bit of video games before he goes. They're sick.
1: wasting all their epicness at a young age. Like, <sighs> cause I I don't know that you can do something like that again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so cool. Like that eight year old age. It's it's fun because they're they can kind of. It's about the age where you can go. Here's a pocket knife. Go cut that open and be very careful when you do it. And as long as you watch them do it, like for the most part, they can they can get it down. Yeah. Don't just hand them a pocket knife. And say I'll be back in two I
1: remember minutes. watching 2000 come in. I remember running outside after. I mean, I didn't think much of like the Y2K stuff or anything right. like that. But I do remember like running around outside, like looking to see if anything like it blew up or anything. And I remember I was a I was at my buddy uh, Jared's and we were at an and where they had like a little okay. beach beach place. It was just so quiet that was like nothing really going on. I think like all the big stuff was like at Inglewood okay. or Boca or anything. And it was just, I remember it being like the most. Yeah, like, we're in the old
0: folk neighborhood.
1: Yeah. I remember it being like the biggest, like nothing thing ever.
0: Why <laughs> too? Just the, the millennium. Yeah. I remember flipping. like happy
1: new year with like his mom and stuff. Yeah. And then just being like that. That's it. Yeah. It was like, Now's bedtime. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We'll go play like Road Rash on the Sega Genesis.
0: We went out on, on 2000, I was 10, and we went out to, uh, no, I was 9, because I hadn't turned 10 yet. I was born in 90. And we went out to the hunting camp that has no electricity, just runs off of propane. And I didn't know what Y2K was, but I knew it meant all the computers stop. And everything that's electric stops. Like, that's what my little mind could make of it. I remember my dad, like, joking about how everyone's, like, freaking out about it. (laughs) And, dude, perfect timing. I remember us counting down the, the, the clock. And then it must have been 20 seconds later. Just the... We have propane lanterns out there, like Coleman, like you yeah. got to screw the propane tank in. Like two of them died at the same time, which they were both screwed in at the same time. Yeah. It makes sense that they died. And my mom just goes, Y2K! <laughs> Y2K! Oh no! And I'm just like, aiming me name. night. I'm doing the gif of, uh, what's his name, from Walcard. Uh, oh, Dewey Cox? Dewey Cox, but as a scientist. For oh. Reason. Huh? Like you got, I don't think those have any of the electric parts, Mama. I think we use matches to turn them on. But
1: that was a fun memory of my mom. I can, I can see that. I can hear uh, that. Why do you guy? I feel like, I feel like, I picture her just like trying to get the lighter, make sure that her lighter still yeah, works. Yes, yes,
0: uh, it's uh, one of those nights. My dad's just like. <sighs> There will be a divorce soon. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, not really. Kind of. somewhat it's all good now. That uh, was
1: happy, sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a funny, but not a funny. Yeah.
0: So what? A, that was just all one big side ramble. Uh, happy
1: see, New Year, everybody. Happy We're New. A little late, but
0: yes, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. and, and for the holdouts, I have a respect for you. Happy Kwanzaa. I just. I don't, I'm not even sure what that holiday is about, but I'm like, if you're going against the tide that hard and planting that flag, right on, <laughs> go on with it. Still thinks a little odd. Uh, season three, what shit are we doing with this? What's like going to be different with it? Well, uh, if Merce has done his damn job, the intro will be different. That's a, that's a little cool. I remember a radio show doing that when I was growing up. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's neat. That's something to listen for. A little meadow on everybody. Uh, I need to stop saying that. Sorry. Sorry, everybody that I had to hear that. Uh, you know, a little bit of inside baseball. That's like what I really, I, 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 if there's something I really want about this show, I want it to be very honest, like painfully so. And something that when, when I'm doing this, I have Merce sitting across from me. I'm talking to somebody. It's not just me to myself like a crazy person. Hang anyway, on, it is like a crazy person, but not me alone. And uh, one of the things Merce well, like, kind of got me to try to do last episode is like, dude, when you're by yourself on a tractor, when you're riding in a truck and you're bored out of your mind, just think about a subject that you want to talk about and pipe off on it. And you can be like 20 times better than one of these dumb rednecks on the YouTube shorts or TikToks or wh- not TikTok, but you know the format. Uh, you know, these guys are having dumb ass. And Merce rightfully so. I'm not telling him he did anything bad. It's like, if these dumb rednecks with very low bar opinions can get this much with this little thing, you should do the same thing. And I want y'all to know, I have attempted it two times. <laughs> There's <laughs> been two times where I've been like, listen, I pull up my phone, I pull up my reflection of my stupid face that some of y'all are looking at right now. And go, well, y'all no one know what I think about inflation. Oh, no one wants to give a fuck what I think about inflation right now. Like that's it, it feels good. So something I'm going to concentrate on uh, season three is screw the algorithm but not not completely we're we're still gonna do like if it's something I like to do and it goes with the algorithm I'm all about it but
1: if you see a random cheeky short it's just me trying to play uh, the algorithm
0: it's literally Merce just doing finger guns like that (laughs) over and over again uh I'm not saying we're absolutely not going to do shorts, but cuz like in uh now immerses defense, we made some badass ones y'all should check out like just the cattle drives and stuff. Like that's the stuff. I'm like this is cool stuff no one gets to see. And this is like awesome.
1: It's still all stuff we're either doing or part of our lives. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Like we had to get how many cows did we get off of the creek which was like just running through thicket hurricane torn woods. Too many so, and
1: there's still two in a grove.
0: Yeah, oh god. I never told my mom about that. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, there's still two wild in a grove that we may get. Uh, but yeah, we've been busy cleaning out woods and stuff like that. But the main thing I want to get across on season three, this is my uh, come to light PBS moment of you can do your part. Uh, just
1: donate.
0: <laughs> donate now. No, not even that. Just if you got a friend that's interested in podcasts, mention us. Throw a like or a comment in that little stupid thing in the YouTube or whatever. Uh, because I think just the generality of the stuff we talk about, we're not going to be doing ourselves any favors with the machines. No. N- no, no, not, none of that. So, uh, you know, word of mouth, get it around. All right. That's it. I mean, that's not it because I will say this. That allows us to kind of be more true north about more of this stuff. And that's what I want to keep this as much as I can. Um,
1: Maybe then we can afford a second camera
0: that would be awesome. And like, you could like get my face from this angle and then that angle and still none of Merce. That would all be ideal. Which is, he is very terrified of everybody knowing this. I, I was until I just did it. Uh, now, all right, I'm a target. Um, on a, on a last note on that, uh, to redacted uh, at redacted on Twitter. Uh, we hope you got your damn cup. We finally sent it. That was our bad. So cheers, buddy. Um,
1: it only took us a month and a half after we said we'd send him a mug. Yeah, we're
0: like... M- Murs got together like five mugs to send out. And he's, he literally sent them all. And I'm like, hey, you've got to send one to this guy that's been listening and following the whole time. And he's I like, didn't
1: have any more mugs. He's
0: like, I'm out of mugs. I'm out of packing paper. I'm out of all of it. And you've asked me to work for you for a month straight. All right. I'll be your mailman, too. Um, You know, something we never talked about that I really wanted to like get into this episode... Uh, something that's been fiddling around in my brain. I want to be like anti-pita for a second. Uh, the bread but, or? No. Was, you know, when I was younger, I loved that. I think I burned myself out on pita bread. That's the Greek bread, right? It's got, yeah. it's
1: got the pocket, the little like. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: It's a it's a glorified quesadilla shell.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, But not like, you know, if there's something with like the internet and and internet culture which is like something we're really going to get into tonight that I've seen if there's anything about uh animals it tends to be like stuff of nightmare factory farming which is like awful um now i have seen some stuff that kind of like points in the other direction like farmers actually started because we're the last ones to the table when it comes to communicative technology uh but you know i remember one of them i've always had a really bad opinion of dairy farms i'm a a beef rancher there's a big difference between beef and dairy ranches uh and i have always had a really ignorant but like kind of low opinion of dairy farms like uh, i kind of think don't think they handle their cattle very nicely and it's kind of a shitty way to go Until I watched a YouTube video of like a dairy farmer in like Wisconsin who's like, "Here is the daily life of my cow and its calves." I'm like, "That's not as bad as I thought it was." Like,
1: unfortunately, you see, like as I've even seen it, like the cows on like the like the tail end of their lives going to the market, and they do they do look they don't look great. But you got to remember, these are like ten like year old cows that are.
0: In saying that, there are horrifyingly awful ranchers and farmers. Like, if, just like and there's... you
1: find that in Indian industry.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yes, there's just, like, people that just don't give a shit, and it's awful.
1: Pete is also known for having very terrible yes, farms and that's, shelters.
0: that's what I was about to get at. There's also where it's like, oh, we can't... All these chickens are going to slaughter that we just saved? Oh, we can't find a place for them. Kill them all. Yeah. But no one, no one eats them, at least. That's nicer. And... Like I was, I was really giving this a lot of thought the last week, and I've talked to Merce about it before, but I don't think I've ever said it on the air. The life of a cow in today's age, like this is this is something about economics that is mind blowing to me, and I love the fact that our reality and our universe works this way. Like it's it's damn near proof of God to me, and that is. For the longest time, humans had to scratch out an existence by being hor- horrific to animals, to each other. To and There were like good moments, like it wasn't all bad, but uh, just a lot of it from, from beating animals until they just submit to you because you don't have, you know, when it takes you instead of an hour to cook dinner it takes you like four hours to cook dinner and get everything ready for it and all necessarily supplies. Like you don't have time to be nice to an animal and survive. It's just like, I'm going to break your will where you do everything I say. I'm not saying this is how we do it. This is how it just always used to be done. It's cold
1: outside, hog killing weather. Yes. yeah,
0: yeah. We need more um, And since we've been able to develop and like get away from that, and find more humane ways of treating and rearing animals, it has come that, like, if I had to be a cow put on this earth today, and I had to pick what happened, like, if, if me, a cow talking to God, God's like, you pick where you are going, where you're born. I'll tell you where I'm not going. I'm not going to the wild woods of the Peace River without a ranch that you just, like, run down like wild Florida cracker cows.
1: I'm staying um, out of South America.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, staying out of there, staying out of Mexico. I'm staying like, like a lot of these like really, pardon me, commies for stealing your word bourgeois ideas <laughs> of like, of like, oh, when they're in nature, it's just a Disney movie, and every everything just gets along, and and the cow just chews its cud and lives till it's an old age, and all of its relatives come in and go night night, and then it dies in its sleep. It's like. Never, ever, ever, ever. Like if I was a cow and I had to pick, I'd be like, I want to be on that ranch in Florida where they do a couple of things. They give me medicine. They keep flies off of me. They give me... I'm inconvenienced twice a year. Two to three times a year to get medicine. Like two to three times a year, I got to be shoved into a pen and have needles poked in me that I don't understand and get some sticky stuff sprayed on my back. And if I get too angry, maybe a, a cowboy ropes me
1: but nine times out of 10, I get it. I hurt the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. And the cowboy like tries really hard not to screw with me too much. Uh, I would take that a thousand times over than like, let's just take the, you're dropped on the peace river. All right. You're starting to get parasites and flies that go into areas that you can't get them out. Cause you don't have fingers and arms. They get in your eyes, they get in your nose, they get in your mouth, they get in other places. Uh, By the time you're, if you're lucky enough to live old enough to where you lose your teeth, actually, let's not even get there yet. Let's say you break a leg. Let's say you break one bone. You're getting a terrible infection and that's slowly killing you in a horrible way. You're getting eaten to death by damn coyotes that don't start at the neck. (laughs) That's the last place they go. Uh, You're always fighting nature. Um, and if you do get lucky enough to live past all that to an old age, oh, guess what? All your teeth fall out. You can no longer eat, even though you're surrounded by food and you starve to death slowly. It's like out of all that, please just put me in a pasture where hopefully some redneck will see me and be like, Hey, she's down. I'm going to go shoot her. It's like, Oh, you're going to end it all like in two seconds. Unless it's a twenty-two and it's like ten seconds, but uh, thank you, kind farmer, for for knocking me out. Um, so I would say sorry about that ramp, but not sorry because that's just something that's been burrowing in my mind like the past while. And yeah.
1: The- yeah, we got it good in Florida. What most people don't realize is we're kind of like the nursery for the beef industry. Yes. in a lot of ways. That's a real good way of so looking like, at it. So like you know the like cows you see. They're going to pretty much be on that ranch until they die, yep. or they're on their last leg, and you, you know you sell them or something. And they go somewhere, you know, to be like. For, for the, the most mo-
0: part, they're baby making factories. Yeah, That's- for the
1: most part, like it's if you're a, if you're a female cow born in Florida, you've got it made.
0: And if you're a boy that stays a bull and doesn't, you've got it, it made. You've got it so made. All you do is eat and screw until you can't anymore, and then you get put out of your misery yeah it's very now if you're a steer sorry bud you're going you're going out
1: west to the feedlot and then yeah but
0: then you're getting fed as much as you can and you're kind of a eunuch
1: you get you get fat and sassy <laughs> and, and then you get brought to the pens one day and I, I
0: loved how merce put it and like even i would pick this way to die over any of the ones in the woods but it's like you know you've been put at this point in in the steer's life and a steer is a, a bull that's had its nuts chopped off at a young age uh for better meat quality much better uh, but it's like, you know, you, every time you've been to the pens, you probably haven't liked it two, two to three times a year. They've poked you with needles or stuff like that, but it's like, whenever you finally go to slaughter, it's like, Whoa, what a different set of pins we're going into. Everything's metal. And Oh, is this air conditioning? This is, Oh, this is nice. We're not out in the hot sun or the real cold. It's a little cold, but not, Hey, Greg, What's going on You're All right, we're in a line. It's like we're going down the chute. Okay, we're used to, we're about to go in a head catcher where they give us medicine. And ca- Craig, what the shit happened to you? You right. just like fell down for a second. Oh, oh, they like carry you away. All right, I'm cool with this. So I just leave him and boop. <laughs> Gone. you're gone. <laughs> you're, you're in the next plane of existence, which, oh, dude, I hope it's that easy for me. I hope at the nursing home by the time it's 2088, they're just like, you're going to be kicking
1: and screaming. I, I, I see you because I see you being the one. They're out to get me. There's people out to get me. And they're like constantly having to hold you down and give you the shot. Actually, yes. <laughs> it's just it's
0: just your insulin, Josh. No! <laughs> I don't want the microchip in me, Elon Musk. I
1: just, I just pictured Dale Gribble at like 80. It's going to be a lot of that.
0: It's going to be a lot of that. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, no, Cal's life, pretty good. And uh, I, I wouldn't mind going out like that. Um, you know what we're gonna take a little break. I mean, not for y'all. it'll click right back in in like two seconds, but Merce's editing will need some work. We'll be right back and we're back. Um, wanted to get back into it. uh what well, that was a lot of personal ramblings and stuff. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit more current events, currenty like last three weeks uh and something I have noticed is not only like. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the virus, uh, COVID. Uh, my thoughts haven't really changed. I saw it. a
1: guy on Twitter, or they started referring to it as nuggets because yeah. they can't because that way they don't get like the, yeah. the safety thing. It's yeah. like, did you get the nuggets? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's uh the drinker, the critical drinker. How does he say it? The the unspec the. The non named virus of unspecified origins in an Eastern country. Uh, and uh, another. I'm not a big
1: Harry Potter fan, but it reminds me of like what they keep talking about the bad wizard. And the they just don't wizard. say his it's name. who like, has no name.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, I think the best is there's an Australian guy I listen to called Internet Historian who is hilarious. Cannot recommend his videos enough. His little mini documentaries are stupid funny. Uh, but he calls, since he's Australian, it's the virus. Not V-I, it's V-A. V-A-R-U-S. Virus. Uh, but you know,
1: I wonder what his qualifications are.
0: No, oh, there you go. What a terrible animal. And I feel like that's something that's popped up in internet culture the past couple of years is like the acceptance of what an awful animal... A co- that's the one that like can't eat anything but eucalyptus.
1: Yeah, and it, has it stays to, like half like drugged the whole time. And it's almost the entire population has raging chlamydia.
0: Yeah. The terrible existence.
1: Yeah. So like
0: atheist point in y'all's corner <laughs> like or God has a horrifying sense of humor. What if that's on the wheel of reincarnation? <laughs> that's like, that's the little sliver of a dead, like come back as a koala. Like, Oh God, no, God, no, please. Not that I'll be a horse in Texas, not a koala. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to eat my own crap as a baby. Um, look him up. Terrible stuff. Um, know, but uh, trying not to sound literally stupid, but my thoughts and skepticism on the virus and the reaction to it, especially the government and the social one, hasn't changed a whole lot. Besides,
1: we didn't die.
0: Besides that, I mean, I'm more, I'm actually more sure of things than I was two years ago, more sure of certain beliefs. Less certain of others. I think I talked about it on the last show, that whole, you can pry my guns from a cold, dead hands. I think that lost a lot of its luster over the past two and a half years. It's you can like, pry
1: my stove from my cold, dead <laughs> hands. Yeah, well,
0: we'll get into that. We're, we're not there yet. Because it'll
1: be cold if you take the stove.
0: Uh, but, you know, something about the corporate press, and when I say the corporate press, I mean, for those of y'all that, that aren't totally clued into this language, the legacy media companies, the ones that were a part of, of, of media broadcasting, whether it's in print or on radio or on TV or on the Internet, they've been involved in it for quite a while, and they're one of the big players in it. They all have an agreement to basically put out certain propaganda, whether it's government propaganda, whether it's certain private corporations propaganda. It is propaganda, uh, as, as Michael Malice puts it. They are factual, but not truthful. They will tell you facts that are true, but they will present them in a way to build a certain image to detract you from what's really going on. A basic example of this that you can apply to a lot of their situations is like, uh, they'll be like, oh, can you believe this man on the subway punched this woman? And it's like, oh my God, like hell, times are going crazy out of you. It's like, and what they didn't, like everything they said was just true. This man did punch this woman on the but subway. it wasn't
1: a man. It was, well, they thought it was but a man. It's, but it's
0: like the woman was like, uh, I don't know, had a knife and was about to rob somebody. So he what punched is, like,
1: I'm, I was The reason I was like, had the blank look on my mm-hmm. face is I was trying to remember the mm-hmm. quote from like the first Assassin's Creed where he says something but he's like, everything is permitted. But I was like, I've gone totally blank on what the first half of the quote was. Because I want to say it pertained to this, but... Damn it, might...
0: it I, was, I just wanted to sit back and let your autism shine for a minute. because so I was like, all right, he's bringing out Assassin's Creed quotes to, to philosophy. But I've only, only got, got sh- half
1: of it. Damn you! something, something, everything is permitted.
0: He doesn't have photographic memory. He has like
1: jigsaw memory where he'll get... <laughs> well, no, it's like, yeah, it's like a part of Assassin's Creed where I haven't unlocked locked past the level yet. Uh, it's all white and yeah, I just yeah. keep running into I'll the wall. I'll tell
0: you, that uh, I suspend... A, all right, we're getting off on a tangent here in a second. We'll be back to the COVID shit. Uh, I always suspend belief when playing video games, whether I'm a hedgehog catching golden rings, running very fast and fighting an Eggman, or I'm a uh, top secret spy that's trying to hide in a cardboard box from enemies around me. Sure. Whatever this, um, this assassin's creed bullshit where you start I'll never forget. I remember seeing the commercial for it as a young kid. And it's like rated T for teen. And I'm like, this hardcore game is available to I, a teenager, without my. It friend. was a
1: sick commercial. He like like the king, like right there on the gallows for, or something. For those
0: of you that don't know, I think it's like him dive bombing off of something and catching a a drape on the way down in like medieval times. Yeah. And this assassin like throat stabs a king and runs yeah. from all like, these as guards. The bell,
1: like goes Dum. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: it's it's so like what is that like early two thousands? Yeah. And it's like so epically done, golden age video games. And I go. I think I bought the game. I, don't I bought it,
1: the game because of the commercial. Yeah.
0: And I was like, I'm getting this. And I took it home and I turned it on and it starts out in like modern day. And you're some dude
1: named Greg. Desmond. Not- <laughs> you're Desmond, but I was still made me so angry. And I don't He's know why Greg. I can remember. It. I don't know why. Do I can you remember- know, do you know what I'm about to get to? <laughs> no, no. The, they go. Okay.
0: Hey, Greg Desmond, whatever your stupid name is of the stupid character. Come here. Normal guy of the modern age. Come here. You're going to step in this machine and it's going to play a simulation, something like a video game of you being in the medieval times. And I'm like, I'm, you're telling me I'm playing a video game to play a video game about medieval times. It's not, I'm not... <laughs> I was like, I, I remember like being like, this ain't the game. This is like the training. This is like the tutorial or something. Yeah. I'm about I'm about to be like a medieval night. I didn't like that. No, And it was like, oh, you've ran out of bounds and we don't know what happened because we can't record time that far away from the guy. From your ancestral the memories. It was some dumb. Like, and I was like, why did... What, Why'd y'all make it gay? Not, not homo gay. Like yeah. just, why'd you make it bad nineties?
1: I loved everything about like the, in the time of the assassin. Mm-hmm. Part. I hated the whole other story with the modern mm-hmm. times. Uh, I could have cared less about uh, that.
0: Yeah. Uh, after that, I was like, this had the greatest potential to be like, how could I explain it to someone who, who doesn't play video games? Imagine if you were about to read Lord of the Rings for the first time. And you get into it, and, like, in the first five minutes, it's like a guy, like, hey, I'm in the future, and there's frickin' rockets and stuff, but want to hear a cool story about, like, orcs and stuff? And it's like, no, no I just
1: want to read the cool the story only, about orcs and stuff. The only thing that I think did well with that was the Princess Bride. They acknowledge it. They acknowledge it. It's just the grandpa reading the book. No, the no I, kid. I,
0: I get a lot of these movies confused. Is Princess Bride the awesome one with uh, Andre the Giant? Yeah. And, okay.
1: Okay. My all right. Just Diego Montoya.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah, <laughs> guy, yeah. yeah. That's great. Where he's reading the book. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. It, there's a way to do it. Well, to hell with that game that did not. It, no, I burned bridges after that. Although I did learn in like a later one, you know, it plays with history a lot. There's like one where uh, George Washington decides to be king of the United States instead of just president. It's like you have to assassinate King George Washington. It's like, ooh, that's but still it's a video game in this yeah. video game. Go to hell. Um, all right. Ran over. Back to the nuggets. Back to the nuggets. Uh, so, no. So, like what I was saying about the media They have to like stay factual, but they will paint a picture with those facts that is either that they leave out the information they leave out is very crucial to painting a whole picture and they leave it out on purpose. Uh, One of the clearest real world examples of this is a uh, what do they call the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine by Russia? And no it's like that. I mean, they hammered. They hammered that home, those words, it's unprovoked invasion of you. This is not, it's like, all right, what does unprovoked mean? It means like you just walked up somebody and just punched them for no reason. It was unprovoked. Man, that's what Russia's just invading Ukraine for no reason. It's like, oh, what they're leaving out is, if you just look at some of these past, like, oh.
1: Russia mm. invaded Ukraine.
0: (laughs) In this hemisphere. (laughs) Steamed hams, YouTube it. You'll have fun with it. uh It's best Simpson skit ever. <laughs> but like, there's much as I've talked about at length in old episodes. There's much more to it, and it was, you could say Russia is definitely invading Ukraine. I don't think you can call it unprovoked. But the media will play with these words to build a certain image in your head. They did that with COVID the whole time. Uh,
1: I still refuse to believe that if Russia wanted to take Ukraine, they would not just steamroll them.
0: They really are just kind of dicking around with them, right? Yeah, they?
1: that's is my personal. Not, not taking away any soldiers on any side. No, no, yeah, like side. yeah. I just personally feel like Russia would just like roll them.
0: All right, let's play with that for a second. Now you you've really got my noodle firing. All right, because like Russia in the past, if there's something like they have excelled at, it is sending hard core men of iron into like meat grinders until your side withers down and goes away. Whether it's Germany, whether it's Germany, (laughs) (laughs) whether it's a lot of other, like what they fought the Japanese in the Russo Japanese war. Uh, and I think like they sucked at Naval battle, but they're like, it's fine. We got numbers. Just keep throwing them at them. Yeah. We'll make rafts. I'm not sure. I'm really ignorant of that war. So sorry, Russo Japanese. Enthusiast. No, but they basically
1: won by just numbers, and yeah. just sheer determination. Like Stalingrad, mm-hmm. they just held their ground and just kept throwing, just as just replacing bodies.
0: Okay, now hear me out. What's different about Russia now than it was back then? Let's take nukes Internet. out. Oh, I think you—that's a part of it. So, like back mm-hmm. then, even before the horror of the USSR under under the czar, like dude. You had censorship committees. You had, like, forbidden knowledge. You Like, this is like a Russian tradition of secret police, news you can't know, and certain propaganda to trick your dumb country ass into running into a meat grinder on the front lines. And that's not—I'm not just talking shit about Russia. That's everywhere, in my opinion. Um, I wonder—there's— first of all, there's so many damn variables in this situation. So I'm just kind of thinking as I'm going, are the Russian people as dedicated to Russia and its leaders as they have been for time immemorial? Is this a different time? Or my thing is, I'm sure they're not as much as they used to be. I'm sure it's still very, very high compared to like, uh, they're still Russians.
1: (laughs) Can you, is a, What was the what was like the website with the computer where you could just like like just find like a random person on the chat video chat? Was that like Omegle or something? You remember that? You could like just join a random video chat with some person at completely random.
0: Was it uh chat roulette? Chat roulette,
1: yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. But you could like we should just chat roulette's Russia and just ask them questions. Oh no, dude,
0: that sounds scary as shit.
1: Uh, I feel like we're gonna have to like wade through a lot of dicks but
0: lots of decks, but just,
1: and just be like, what are your thoughts?
0: No bobs and vagine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> the
1: more, the more I'm like thinking through this plan, the worse, and worse it's getting.
0: Sir, excuse me. Yes. Yes. Valid penis. Let me ask you some <laughs> questions, <laughs> please. Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, for the hundredth time in the last two minutes. Yes, I know. Do you understand English? Can I ask you some questions?
1: <laughs> I, I, can, I can see where this plan goes terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but
0: like, so there's, there's that aspect, but there's also like, I understand Russia having to play like, and I'm not putting ethics on one side or the other. Like I'm not saying they're good or, or bad for doing this just how I think it kind of is for better or worse. They also have to play the tiptoe game of how do we do this
1: without bringing in other yeah without, without making,
0: without making this a world war, like how do we've already invaded a country? Let's do it as what? as kind gloves as possible to keep good press about us. Um, Which, oh, by the way, Hey, update on some of that. I didn't even mean to get into Russia, Ukraine talk, but I think it was like a week ago. I saw something on, remember that old, uh, about, about eight months ago, that Nord pipeline blowing up. Well, like they've investigated and found out it like in no way could have been Russia.
1: Yeah. And they found out that our helicopters had been in the area and stuff.
0: Oh, gee golly gosh. I wonder who that could have been. Sabotaging energy. (laughs) Destroying energy-dependent pipelines. (laughs) There's oil (laughs) under the ocean. (laughs) Gotta bomb it. Bomb it. Oh, Lord. Uh, So, like, that was part of it. Nuke the whales. uh, But I was using all that as an example. There is, like, this... To
1: get back to the Nuggets? To
0: get back to the damn Nuggets and how the media... Get you to perceive things. And by the way, this isn't just liberal media. I see it just as much with popular conservative media. It's just, it appeals to a different, do you think
1: am- they're really separate still. Or do you think they're just painting one side of the same coin?
0: I think, I think you have like these main centralized parts of information. And like, let's say, Let's just take a battlefield, for example. You got reporters in the battlefield, right? And you got, like, those reporters report to, like, a handful of newspapers or a a few circle of people to sell their story to get get paid. The people that pay ultra-close attention to that, like, actually read it for themselves, are very few and far between. Like, very few compared to how many people actually consume the news. The people that do, it seems like they fall into one of three camps. They either have a somewhat liberal or progressive view on it, or that could range from, like, left-wing all the way to a good communist and a bad communist and a good liberal and bad liberal. And it could be, like, a right-wing kind of person taking that information. But from these centers come all the other perspectives. And then instead of that one conservative slant, well, you got Ben Shapiro's conservative slant, which is two degrees off. Then you got the... I don't know, Matt Walsh's, which is another two degrees in a different way. Then you got Sean Hannity. That's another two degrees in a different way. Just like Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes might have slightly different views on a source, but they're both kind of feeding from the same, that same branch. They, they're both getting this version of the facts they are reporting off of.
1: And it's like the same narrative. And then they were just steering.
0: They're barely, barely breaking it apart as it decentralizes the narrative shifts in all different directions. But they really keep it confined to this tight narrative. Then you've
1: got us, just alone, just oddball.
0: And you got me just trying to ricochet off of all these damn things and dig a truth out of there. But, you know, part of the Soviet Union, one of their things was like, we don't... It doesn't matter if they know, if the populace knows we're telling them a lie or not. That doesn't matter. What matters is, they don't know what's going on. That's what really... It doesn't matter if they know it's all bullshit. What matters is they don't know what. So they like, well, is this true or is this true or is that,
1: It keeps them confused. It you keeps. You think that's kind of where we're at now?
0: Yeah. Ever since, uh, ever since I found out about Operation Mockingbird in the eighties with the Church Committee, I'm saying all that with a big fat question mark. But I think I think all that's accurate. The Church Committee were the uh, what was Congress kind of going, hey, CIA, you seem sketchy ever since this JFK thing. Uh, we're going to investigate you. And CIA said, no problem, Congress. You can look at some of our documents. <laughs> and Congress said, okay.
1: Joe Biden well, has the rest of them.
0: Yeah. It might, that might have actually literally been... Tr- no, not the rest of the CIA <laughs> documents. But uh, Joe Biden, I believe, was in Congress at this time. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but in operation mockingbird like they when the congress found it it's like hey this says that y'all are like planting cia agents into places like i don't think they literally named the new york times but i believe there's over at the time in the 80s over 16 uh, spies people working for the cia in the media in the american media like in television broadcast stations and newspaper publishings And the Congress was like, hey, CIA, we declare we're writing it down on this very constitutional paper. I mean, not the Constitution, but, you know, like a legal bill that y'all cut this out. And the CIA said, we promise. And nothing's been done since. So do I believe all this deception is deliberate? I think there is a deliberate attempt to steer it. I don't think that always goes according to plan. Because new facts eventually leak out.
1: I feel and, like it's a like a kid that's told a lie, and is just more and more stuff. Like they just keep like making up more lies to like cover their own tracks.
0: That's where it kind of goes, and no one ever. They they've been pretty smart about like, hey, people will forget about this. People, so we could just keep kind of moving along and never bring this back up what we well, got. Well, you can
1: say with the media, Is they're like, I like, we just have to ignore it until something else happens.
0: Yes, pr- pretty much. However, saying all that, tying it back to what I like, really wanted to get at with, with the COVID thing, I'm even seeing them, I saw a clip the other day where one of them actually had to ask Fauci, and who knows, we might pull this up and slide it in. Maybe not. Um, I think it's ABC He goes, you know, there's a lot of Internet conspiracy theories, and uh, we're seeing it on Twitter a lot, like with, uh, you know, these these Twitter files. Like, you can see the reporter, like, we'll just just pretend
1: he was talking about
0: us. Yeah, he's like, he's like so buttering the question up. He's like, you know, people, I think I'm going to try my best to quote him. People will go online and see like these things, like the Twitter files and their friends saying how how the vaccine had unintentional harmful side effects. What is your solution to what, what is your answer to this? And Fauci's like, "Listen, we're scientists, professionals. We are doing our best, and there is like a I'm gonna really do my best. I'm quoting as hard as I can. There is a small." be nine insignificant chance that minimal risk that something could actually come about as a side effect of this vaccine. And it's like, unquote unquote all that. I probably got a little bit of that wrong, but it's like, it's pretty close. And I'm like, dude, the fact y'all have to say this, the fact that y'all are getting drug to be having to prop this puppet up and make him say these words and defend this on national TV, it's moving the needle. God, I hate that expression. But it is like on increments. When there's, when you're a nation of 300 million people, more than that, moving that needle 0.1% is what math wizard lawyer boy? I'm
1: ten 10,000? I, I remember I was going to be a meteorologist, but I couldn't pass math.
0: So. Damn it. <laughs> Wrong. Um, so I'm seeing more and more stuff get drug out. About the virus. Um, Everything from like what Merce has been harping on for for at least a month or two uh, died suddenly. And I this is one of those things his uh, his lady friend asked me like, oh, so like what what conspiracies do you believe in? Like 9-11. And I'm like, I'm a real like big like I need some really good evidence before. I'm scared I'm going to be wrong. So, like, I really need this to make sense to me before I go and vouch for it. Because I I like being wrong because then I find out new information. I don't like other people to know I was wrong. That's the part I don't uh -uh. want me spitting it out to be right. But, like, died suddenly. I was like, I want some, like, kind of data to come of this. Like, I I, got a hankering that it's right, but I don't just want to confirm my bias. I want there to be good lord in the past like 2 months
1: dropping like floods and, and
0: listen i
1: i, and I wish do, nothing bad on anybody no, no, no. it's terrible i
0: don't want that to be true cuz like like probably most people listening like probably i have a lot of loved ones that like got the jab and all that stuff and i hate for anything bad to like i don't want it to i want them all yeah. to be fine uh, but the fact that this is starting to come up what? Who was
1: the the damn? Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. Buffalo Bills. It was right slops. after our episode. Yeah, yeah just basically. I, right after Murcia was talking about. Died. It. I mean, they had, the, they had CPR, bring him back to life. Your heart stops beating, you're dead, right?
0: Uh, I'd be shy of that, but he had some serious problems. Yeah. Now tell me, was this true? If you don't mind googling it real quick, if you could get. Oh, he has no way of doing it. I might do it on my phone. Did the FBI have to guard his? I heard rumors of that, but I never heard any confirmed.
1: I was, I was trying to find it. I could never find any, any actual confirmation.
0: All right. That's, um, and I know there's a lot of odd stuff.
1: And then that UFC it. fighter, that girl, she's died, but they've never released a cause of death on her. She died. So but I, didn't
0: I didn't hear think.
1: about that one. She's like 19, some up and coming UFC mm-hmm. female fighter oh. just all of a sudden dead.
0: Dude, I've seen it on, uh, uh, what what was another that supposedly today? I mean, I saw it floating around social media. Maybe this is mis, misinformation, but it's not disinformation. Whatever I think, uh, but there was a producer at NBC and a producer at CBS that over the weekend, like they were young and healthy, just bloop.
1: I go. hadn't heard that. Um, but then there was a the football player for the Air Force, Air Force's football team. He dropped dead. He's like walking out of walking out of the dorm, and they said he just dropped dead, cardiac arrest, dead, and The day after that happened, the United States military has repealed uh, the vaccine mandate for the military.
0: At least I don't think anyone should be forced to get it. That's my, like, main thing. Yeah. Uh, Like, do what you want. Put I am as hardcore, libertine as... This
1: brings my biggest thing is any more if people, like, because something like that happens, you see the comments people asking, like, oh, were they vaccinated? And then there's instant backlash for people asking that question. Do you think it's people are really saying it's morally wrong to ask the question or they're terrified that it actually might be because of that. They don't want to, they want to be in the, left in the dark.
0: Well, I think, I think for the, because
1: how many people got it? Like
0: 75%? It's something like that. It was a lot. Um, and you know, and I, I mean it. I really hope there's nothing. Yeah, if we all know people that we really yeah, like that. got I don't this want damn any thing. anything to happen to no. uh, But, God ah, damn it. Just lost my thought. Um, it's, I'm as libertine as they get. I want whoever to put whatever in their body as they want. Leave me the hell out of it. Uh, But there is a lot on that. Oh, one of the things about it that I'm seeing, like, the main thing I want to talk about isn't even the Drop Dead thing, although I want to talk about the media narrative around it because I am seeing that documentary that Merce brought up like a while back. I'm seeing that pop up on bigger and bigger Channels now. I haven't been paying attention to stuff like I normally do. Uh, Merc is my witness. We've been working our asses off, and normally I take like a good little bit of time to dig through stuff. I haven't been doing it lately. Um, however, you know, I feed off of like good intellectual arguments, like good, really people laying out their stuff, and something I listened to. I showed you just a little bit of it, but as much as I love sharing YouTube videos with people, I do feel desperately awkward. Just like, here's something to watch while we're silent and we're riding in the truck together. And I think Merce hates it too. Uh, but, uh,
1: well, it's because all week long you send me links and stuff for me to like, listen to on the show. And then when we're working, you're like, Oh, you can't get away. <laughs> yeah. Cause I never listened listen to him in the first place.
0: Come on indentured servant. Yeah. Uh, but, um, no, one of the things was the the guy. At, I think I mentioned earlier, Robbie, the fire uh, from the part of the problem podcast, Dave Smith show. Uh, he was on a podcast called um, "Without a Nation." He has a, it's a pretty, from what I understand, it's a podcast of like New York comedians who are prop who I would call uninformed liberals. Like they just feel a certain way, so that's how they, you know. Raise minimum wage because that'd make everything better. Just they don't have any argument behind it. They invited this Brooklyn Jew on that's a libertarian to talk about. And I mean every, I cannot emphasize each one of those adjectives enough. A Brooklyn libertarian libertarian. Jew.
1: Like full Hasidic Jew? Or no, he's got no, like not, a- not the curly fries coming yeah. out of his hair. Not one of those. I, um, I
0: think he did go to like rabbi school or something like that. So he's like, he's kind of close. Uh But no, he has been, he's been somebody I've listened to this whole time who has interviewed uh, a lot of different doctors that have been skeptical of the official narrative. And if I am being perfectly honest, I am too stupid to listen to a lot of it. I'm like, man, a lot of this is medical talk over my head, and he could keep up with it. And I was, a lot of it was me going, like, I'm going on faith that this guy that I've listened to that's made sense of a lot of this other stuff I have questions about, that he's understanding this better than I am and going on a good place with it. But in the back of my head, I've known the whole time, and I'm sure you felt like this, a lot of other listeners, like, I'm going with a gut feeling and some logic on this, and I'm not so certain. That I'm right about the actions I'm taking, but it's just it just seems like the best path to take. I think that's what everybody does all the time. However, saying all that. This guy, Robbie, goes on this Without a Nation podcast. And uh he's like, Listen, you know, I'm around a bunch of liberals. They're y'all are probably gonna call me a conservative, but I believe like everybody should have a gun. Everyone should be a- not have a gun, but be able to get one and all these very libertarian stances. And when COVID came around, like they were talking about all these different topics. A lot of the crowds didn't like him. A lot of the hosts didn't like them. Uh, when it came to COVID and he kept saying the whole time, I'll debate anybody about this. Uh, a woman steps up in the audience and, uh, she goes, actually, I'm a doctor. And like the host goes, Oh, what are you a doctor of? She goes, Oh, I'm a doctorate of immunology. I got a eight year PhD and I'm working on another PhD in a special type of virology or something like that. And, uh, and she, they talk to this com- libertarian Jew comedian like, "Hey, what, uh, what would you still debate anybody?" And what a, a resume. <laughs> with a smile, he goes, "Gladly, I will gladly debate this doctor." And I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I'm about to see how right I am about this stuff." And I'm either about to feel really good or really stupid. He pretty much got this. Look it up. It's without. I highly suggest it to everybody. Some of it is. Cringe-inducing from the crowd and the host to to a lot of it. But if you really want to hear some, like, well-thought-out dialogue, he pretty much gets this doctor to go, like, everything you're saying is crazy. And he goes, all right, well, I said this one fact in this very specific way, like, about how this technically isn't a vaccine, how it's something different than a traditional vaccine. Actually, I can explain it how he easily did. He said, "With with a regular vaccine... You get a part of a virus, a little chunk of it, and your body builds up and reacts to it and then builds up an immunity to that. So what we're doing with this is we're taking the reaction and putting it in you, not the part of the broken virus. We're doing what it does and putting it in you, and that's totally different than we've ever done. And the doctor's like, well, I don't know if I'd put it that way, but technically, yes. And he goes, all right. If I'm right, up, and he nails her like four or five more times on like, nice, nice, yes, <laughs> go, Robbie. Uh, I think she's pretty too. Uh, but he like, and she's like every time, and you can tell, you can you can see, it's almost like her and the whole crowd are going, shut up. Yeah, like not not even like, oh, I might be wrong. Like, stop making us think like this. We like being right, and. Every time she has to concede, like, what you're saying is technically true. And uh, that was, I'm I'm seeing more of that come to light. Now, listen, I think there are atheists that could see God and never believe him, and I think there are uh, believers that you could, on paper, prove God doesn't exist, and they'd still believe in God. There's There's people you could show. You could show me all kinds of evidence I probably won't believe. You could, you're not going to get everybody, but I do see the majority opinion changing in that. And I believe there's going to be an outcome to that. I think possibly what I was talking earlier about Russia, like, I think it's a problem for a government. Like, oh, the people aren't as dedicated to us as they used to be. There's this band called Pussy Riot that's preaching about lesbian stuff that we're going to lock up that a lot of our population's pissed off about. Oh, no, if you remember them, that was like five years ago. Uh, no. no, no I bet you have no idea what I'm talking about. That sounds yep. like insane yeah. <laughs> No, they were a punk rock band of lesbians in Russia that got locked up. And... Oh, like the Dixie Licks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Touche. Um, <clears throat> but no, like, I think that same problem Russia's having with its population of having a stranglehold on the control of them, I think a lot of governments are. They're trying very hard to squeeze this toothpaste back in the bottle. And that is very invigorating. That's very, very liberating. And then um, you
1: just have tons of little outlets like us, yeah. like
0: yeah. And I don't want, you know, I'd like to be wrong about a lot of this stuff. That's why I scour the internet. That's, I mean, I, technically, I'm only temporarily yes, a,
1: on the internet for just information. That's
0: it. All I promise. Delete my search history <laughs>
1: if I die. Uh,
0: but uh, no, it, like, I love. T- that's why I'm temporarily a libertarian. I mean, temporarily hard. Cause as soon as I find something to prove this wacky shit wrong, I'm on board with whatever it is. I'm not, not married to this ideology, but it's like, God, until then, this is oof. Um. However, saying all that with all this discussion and this nuanced real talk, really starting to have and happen around the virus. Um, I got to end this on one little note. Uh, well, I was on a tractor the other day putting out, hay. uh, there is this guy who runs a, uh, a show on YouTube. His name's Patrick bet Davis. Uh, he's an Iranian refugee came here when he was a kid, loves the United States, loves capitalism. He, he's one of the giant YouTube people gets millions of views per, it's gonna sound
1: racist, but his na- his name's Patrick.
0: Yeah. Bet Davis.
1: Patrick that's such an American name though. I
0: think we're not called a anymore, are we? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, shit Someone changed that to Smith one day. Yeah, well, yeah. What's his show uh, PowerPoint? It might be He does really high end interviews on okay. on YouTube. like it is like uh, and he, he's really known for giving real tough fair but tough interviews. And, uh, in the middle of all this nuanced discussion, enter the black space walrus, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who makes me cringe. So very hard. Every time I hear this man talk, um, he is the famous science man. You might see with the Afro, a little bit of an Afro and a mustache and always he's an astrophysicist that has 20 different degrees, 20 different PhDs or some shit like that, but they're all honorary. And now he'll proudly exclaim it on a show, you know, you do a lot of work to get a regular PhD. That's a certificate of how much you've you've put in work you've put into the field. So when you get an honorary degree, that represents how much work you have brought to the field. And it's like, no, it's a college saying, Here's your PhD for nothing, you jackass. That's Yeah, didn't
1: Kanye get an honorary degree? Yeah. A
0: doctor. Uh, yeah. Oh, d- 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 Perfect transition. (laughs) Thank you. We're we're bringing in uh, Kanye. There's no other word for Yeezy. That will probably be like a sign one day. Um, Space Wallace is the Kanye West of liberals. Neil deGrasse Tyson is the Kanye West of liberals, of progressive liberals. And here's why. Kanye West is very, very good at taking a subject Talking in circles around the subject in every single different way you possibly could, without ever touching that damn subject. Nodigris Tyson does the exact same thing on an epic sciency level that doesn't seem quite as crazy as Kanye, because he's talking about what we know today as science. And don't get me wrong, when he's talking about astrophysics, I'm sure the guy is probably dead on the money with what we understand on a lot of stuff. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example of, like, a smart, ignorant, ignorant person. He exclaimed, I remember this was on the Joe Rogan show. He said, we'll never have flying cars. And Joe Rogan's like, why? He goes, because, you see... In order to get lift, you have to go at this angle at a certain speed. And you have to do this thing. And with everyone living so close in neighborhoods, there's no way you could truly achieve this. And it would be people crashing into each other. And we'd have no, you know, on a street, we have a grid that we can follow. There is no grid in the sky. And I'm just like, what if someone just invents a computer program that can go around this? Like, this is you saying, like, because of science, this is impossible, it's one of the most ignorant damn statements I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm, I'm sure if you went to the head scientist in 1825 and said, here's an internal combustion engine. They'd be like, that's, it's impossible. People would kill each other with the, putting flammable gasoline in their car. That's insane. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, I can see that. I, I was, my, my brain got stuck on like just like catapults in driveways. I mean, I dig it. I mean, the car's not going to fly. I mean, it's going to temporarily fly. If, it, if it's cool but... with
0: your HOA, I mean, knock it out, man. Or <laughs> let, let it, sign that paper, let it rip. You're not allowed to paint your catapult red. No. <laughs> Probably. That's the new libertarian argument. <laughs> it's my catapult, my yard, damn it. Oh, so, you know, I think we got a lot more to talk about. But, uh, Merce, what time are we cooking at right now?
1: We yeah, got a little over an hour.
0: Oh, nice. Nice for a season premiere. Uh. I don't know. I'll probably throw some other thoughts in a bonus episode, but let y'all chew on this for a a ride or a you do monotonous work or whatever. Uh, If y'all have listened this far, by the way, I've always heard people say this and I'm like, that's kind of dumb thing to say, but if you've made it to this far in the show, like, thanks. That's freaking cool. Uh, like it's crazy. Like we got these little, how bored are you? (coughs) You must be doing something (laughs) awful. (laughs) um
1: the remote or like the phone is like falling out of their reach and they're trying they're like (laughs) they're like scratching trying to turn us off
0: they're like a kitten just like (laughs) like their fingertips are barely touching it and screaming we've caused a 12 car they're laying there with just like
1: blood coming out of their ears
0: if we're the last thing you're listening to as you're dying you're welcome y'all have a good week